Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Glass with me. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. I have just spent a week recording and producing two new songs for my new forthcoming fourth full-length album. I promised myself that I wouldn't start recording a new record until I had a super clear vision of what it is I'm trying to achieve with another album. It's a lot of hard work making a record on your own. It takes a lot of time, a lot of long hours, a lot of rejections, and especially when you don't have the resources and the budget that artists with funding from a label has, you need to be very creative with how you can make things happen. I made two promises to myself for this new record. Number one was that I would work with my best friends, with people I love, and I would make sure to enjoy and capture every single second of working on the record. I don't want to rush through anything. I want to look back on this record and remember this year of working on it as the most beautiful year of my life, maybe. Number two was that I'm going to set a goal for myself to make this record with the same amount of high quality as artists with funding from a label can do. I set that goal for myself because I believe in my community that I have created and that I have found and that I have somehow connected with all over the world. I believe that we can create something and I trust you. So what drives me to wake up every single day and keep doing this is this vision of mine and the belief that you and I can create something magical together. I'm gonna keep updating you where I am with the process of this new record a little bit before every episode. Not too much, because the spotlight should be on my guest. But just so that you know what it is I'm working on all the time. Anyway, off to this week's episode. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest. I have a feeling I'm gonna say that about everyone that I bring on here, but genuinely I am such a big fan of this guy and I am so grateful that he took the time to talk to me. Nick Howard is a singer and songwriter and entrepreneur from England from the beginning, but has spent most of his life in New York, now he's in Nashville, and he had a very big breakthrough in Germany a few years ago when he won the very big TV show The Voice in Germany. That was 2012, I think. He's also released several albums by now and he's had tons of incredible syncs in TV shows, uh, which is something that I'm a huge fan of because I am just a fan of TV shows in general. He's toured with the most amazing musicians and just to name drop a few of them, he's toured with Gavin DeGraw, Jack Johnson, Lifehouse and maybe my personal favorite, Train. So obviously I was a huge fan of Nick before I talked to him and maybe most of all a big fan of how he has shaped his career. But I'm even more of a fan after talking to him because he was so kind and calm and grounded. Most of all I am a fan of good people in the world. So I really hope you will enjoy this podcast episode with Nick Howard. All right. Hello, Nick Howard, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Have you done a lot of podcast interviews before? 
Um, I've done a couple. Most I actually started my own podcast a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> yeah, but unlike you, I only had one episode. All right. But you're a professional. You've you've done much better than I did, and uh, so um, I'm just trying. No, I think you know you're doing great. I, I think that it's a really cool format to uh, to do stuff in, and and um, yeah, I'm happy to be here with you. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, congrats to your new Christmas single. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you. it's been doing really well on Spotify, hasn't it? I see that it gets added to playlists a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, Spotify from your native uh, Sweden, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they've been they've been really uh, they've been really supportive recently. Um, you know, it's it's a, a great uh, when Spotify is get, works well, it's great. You yeah. know, and when it doesn't, you you're like, ah, oh, I hate Spotify. But they've been so they've been so great to me recently, and I'm really grateful. So. Um, yeah, I did a Christmas song a few years ago, but I never really put it out properly. And so uh, I, I asked my friends here that I've been writing and recording with a lot this year if they wanted to write something with me, and um, they did, and, and it came out great. And yeah, we're really, really grateful for the support. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so uh, before um, in the actual episode, I will have recorded a little intro for everyone where I introduce you oh, and what cool. you have done and stuff. So I'm not going <laughs> to okay. name drop everything because you have done so much in your career. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> and it's super inspiring. So, um, But I would like to go back to the very beginning. So if I'm not wrong, you were born in Brighton, right? In England. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's correct. And and back in the days before you decided to release your music, what what made you pick up an instrument and start writing songs? Well, my um, my parents are both quite musical, and um, we I think music has just always been a part of my life. Uh, we I just can't remember a time where there wasn't music on in my house or someone was playing an instrument. Um, and uh, you know, my parents, my parents split split up when I was quite young. So whenever I'd go and see my dad, he would show me a new, you know, band or teach me a new song on the guitar. And my mom was always had a guitar and she she played. And so I think it was just always part of my life. And so it it wasn't like a choice or anything. It was just something we always did. We were always singing. Um, my family all sit, you know, love music. We had a piano in our house. So, uh, and in Brighton as well, it's a really musical city and um, full of art and culture. And so I was just always around it and it just felt very natural to, to sort of join in the fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool that you're from a musical family. So yeah. what made you, like when you decided to then uh, start releasing m- your music, was that like a, a choice that you were like, I'm going to be a serious musician, I'm going to write a plan? Or was it more like accidental, it just sort of happened? No, it definitely wasn't accidental. I think when it, I think I, I like ever since I was like six or seven years old, I've, I've just always known that this is what I wanted to do. I used to watch um, Michael Jackson videos, you know, on VHS, and I just thought like, wow, what an amazing thing to be able to do, you know, in your life to connect with people through music. And um, I did. It wasn't easy. Like it wasn't easy for me. I couldn't just decide, "Hey, I'm going to be a musician and that's it." I, you know, I went to college. I went. I had a job, you know, for six years in an office before I was able to fully support myself with music. But um, it was definitely. I've never really thought about doing anything else, you know, as much as I love doing music. So I've always had to do other jobs, but music has been the one that I just always knew would be my number one. 
Oh, that's amazing. So um, you have obviously lived in, in a lot of different places. When did you first sort of make the move from England and start exploring outside? Was that Germany the next step or...? No, it's funny enough. Germany came. Germany came later. It's like when I was in uh, when I was in college. I went to college in the UK, and uh, my sister had already moved to America when she was nineteen, and so I had somewhere to come and visit. And when I was eighteen, I came to visit her. And as soon as I, she, she lived just outside of New York. And uh, as soon as I got there, I was like, "This is the place I need to be to do what I want to do." Because you know, music to trying to be a musician is a crazy idea. So. New York's full of crazy people, and I thought, well, this is good. Everyone here is crazy like me, and um, so I made I, I made it a plan to to move there as soon as I finished college, and um, that's what I did, and got a job, and played, you know, work nine to five. Then I worked in a restaurant in the evening, and then after that, I would go and play open mic nights, you know, and then wake up the next day and do it all again, and I did that for year like several years, which I think was really important for me. Mm. That's to, how you, um, you develop, know, I guess. Your yeah. Cut, cut, cut my teeth. I think they they say it's yeah. the term. And then when I, you know, you mentioned Germany in 2010, I was able to get on a tour with a with a band called Boyce Avenue, and and we toured around Europe. And I just remember the first show was in Amsterdam. It was like hundreds and hundreds of people. I'd never played in front of that many people before. But because I'd been spending all this time in New York, you know, playing clubs and bars, and I felt really prepared and ready for it. So. Um, and that was, you know, ironically, I moved to America and then my my music career took me back to Europe and, and then started touring Europe a lot from that point. And I haven't really stopped ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then obviously you entered The Voice too in Germany. I'm not sure right, that right. you must be really tired to talk about that. Everyone seems to be <laughs> no, <laughs> tired I, to talk I, about the competition. No, it's, you know, it was an amazing part of my life. So I, I started, uh, 2010, I started touring in Europe and I kind of did this pattern of opening for a bigger band, then doing my own tour, opening for a bigger band, doing my own tour. And I did that for two years and I signed a, a record deal with a label in Hamburg, actually, uh, Ferry House. And, you know, it was great. I had a nice, nice little thing going and, and but I really needed something to to elevate me even more and to reach more people and at that time the voice asked me if I wanted to be on the show and um I said yes and they just said okay you have to learn to speak German communicate so that was for me that was the hardest thing yeah. it wasn't the music but learning a new language but um yeah so that, I did the show and I never really thought I would win it but I just thought it would be a really good chance to get in front of more people and make more fans and um and then I ended up ending up winning which was really cool as well yeah, it's amazing but i'm so impressed yeah, by that i've lived in germany now for four years and i still don't speak german <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard it's a very hard language yeah and if you live in somewhere like hamburg or berlin people will speak to you in english and so yeah. it makes it harder to learn yeah but when when you play small towns in the middle of the countryside you have to definitely know some German. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you go back to Germany a lot still? Yeah, I'm definitely there still several times a year. Mm. And um, I have my festival, Nomad Festival, which we do every year now. And um, and always playing some kinds of shows or doing some kind of promotion or something like that. So I'm really grateful. Germany's been a great place for me in my life. And um wonderful connection with the people there and the fans and the culture 
so it's really like a second second home to me at this point. Mm. So is it still New York that is your your home? Do you feel like that is like your I home? think always will be my home. I lived there for 13 years and we have a lot of family there and my sister still lives there and cousins and friends, but Nashville has become really for me like a, my 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 first like I don't know, grown up home, <laughs> I should say, or something like that, you know. There is a home uh, for every phase, isn't it? Like Exactly, yeah. It's very true, yeah. It's a really good way to look at it. New York was a perfect place for me when I was, you know, in my 20s. and uh, But Nashville is like a great, big, small city. And the music scene here is amazing. And I've met great writers and producers and uh, other artists. And so where I am in my life right now, this is the best place. And I, I really, really love it here. Mm, that's so good. So let's talk a bit more about your festival. I think it's super yeah. inspiring. So, I mean, for everyone who maybe hasn't heard of it, you have done so many side projects next to your yeah. music. So you have the festival and you also have your own booking site called Bookable right. for house yeah, concerts. Yeah, that's right. So can you talk mm-hmm, about exactly. a little bit about those things? Yeah, for sure. Well, you you know this. I I, I know as well because having looked at your your you know your website and your career, it's 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 important. I think to have lots of different outlets. Um, and I really don't think anybody can just be an artist anymore. I think you know the way our industry has has evolved. You 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 can't just do one thing. And so it's and and also I'm the kind of person that likes doing lots of different projects, and I have lots of interest in. You know, music things, not artist-related music things, and other other industries completely. But the festival is something I always like. Even um, when I was in school, when I was really young, we used to put on music events at our school and invite everybody and hope that people would come and we'd have you know different acts. And uh, I, I love that idea of creating a festival and uh, things like that, and, sh- and showcasing other artists, other talent, and so. I thought, you know, I started it three years ago now, and um, we've had some really great artists play over the three years, um, you know, from, from Germany, from the US, uh, from all over the place, from the UK, and we do it in Cologne, and uh, we have this great location where we do it, and uh, they've become like a partner for us, and this year was our biggest one so far, and it was packed, and We had some great artists from we had Greg Holden. I always play um, Tyler Hilton, Kate Vogel, Leia. Um, so we tried to make it really international. And Cologne is just a really fun, vibrant, colorful city. And so it's a perfect place for it. Yeah, it's amazing. And so amazing you get so many big artists. It's incredible. Super, super cool. Yeah, I thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it's a really good, like, what I try and sometimes concentrate on is giving artists from the U.S. who don't tour in Europe very much giving them like a safe place to play where they know there'll be a great, you know, not great uh, number of fans and they'll be really into like the singer songwriter brand and genre. And so that's kind of a little niche area that we try to focus on is giving uh, us artists a chance to have a good, good show in Europe. Yeah, and Somewhere. Germany is obviously the the right country for festivals. There are so many festivals mm-hmm. in Germany, which is amazing. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's good and bad because then you're competing with all the other that's ones. True, but one, yeah. one thing I, I I thought is that there just isn't a there's really not like a singer songwriter festival in Germany or you know so that's why we we thought it would be a cool one, thing to start. And um, there's tons of rock festivals and there's lots of pop and um, every every other genre. But the singer songwriter festival isn't really you know Switzerland has a, some really good ones. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're trying to do is create that, that first like big singer-songwriter festival. Mm. And then your site Bookable. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a site where people can come and book house concerts, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. And how did you come up with that idea? It's good research, Charlotte. Um, so we, uh, I, I started playing house concerts a couple of years ago. You know, it's like, I always think, how many times can you play the same cities on a tour? You know, Hamburg, Berlin, Amsterdam, you know, it's always the same thing. Some people can't make those shows too far, Um You know, and it's it, for a lot of artists, it's it's really difficult to make any money when you're t- taking a full band and in a van and or a tour bus. Even if you're playing to lots of people, it's just very very hard to make any money. So, um, house concerts are a great a great way for artists to change the way they tour and to give fans an opportunity to experience something really special and unique and intimate. And so I, I started doing house concerts, and then I thought, well, there's no like good platform where people fans can find artists artists can find fans and they can coordinate and book these these shows and so uh my wife and i started bookable uh this year and um it's really cool we have like 30 or 40 artists now and uh everybody's happy and we're making shows and we're doing some really cool stuff so it's definitely uh it's 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 a very cool project that i'm, I'm glad we, we started Yeah, yeah. I've been playing a lot of house concerts too the last couple Great. of years, and it has definitely changed how I can do uh, the touring part of being an artist. That's great. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for you to open up the site for Europe. <laughs> I know we we have to. You know, it's it's we at the beginning we had it we had European artists on it as well, um, and then when, once we really launched it properly, we you know there was so much. Uh, it's it just gets really complicated with different laws and and you know different currencies. And so we, we we refocused it just on the US for now. But I think next year we'll definitely yeah. open it back up to Europe and we'll, we'll proudly have you on the site as Yay, well. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's been so cool to see how house concerts become like more accepted in a way. I feel like mm-hmm. just a few years ago, I started doing it quite early and people didn't know what it was. And it was a bit like, right. oh, but are you doing it just because you can't really get a show or like what is the deal and now it feels like it's a very viable thing a lot of artists do it because they actively decide to do it Mm -hmm. which is that's that's a great great way to look at it for sure yeah you're totally right and a challenge for us sometimes is explaining to uh, i think most fans when you explain it they think it's really cool so they get it you know really quickly with artists i think like you said there's a stigma about playing house concerts sometimes Mm -hmm. And I think the the stigma is that artists think that by accepting house concerts, that means that they failed in playing like clubs and other bigger venues. But it's really not that at all. And when I explain to people that it's a great alternative, you can do both. You know, you can fill in your tour with house concert dates. So you know, and explain to them that they they tend to understand it. But I think, like you said, it's becoming more and more acceptable. And I think so far, sounds have really helped break down that barrier a little bit as well and our model is a bit different to theirs but but they've done a really nice job of of making the house concept like really cool you know yeah yeah for sure so with all these different uh, side projects do you still feel like you the main thing is that you are a songwriter or do you feel like you're an entrepreneur or how do you that's a good question how do you see yeah. yourself I, i probably see myself a bit more at this point as an entrepreneur but then in my heart i'm always a songwriter and artist so uh, i try and 
I, I never will not write songs and release them. You know, that's yeah. all until I'm like 80. If I ever make 80, I hope I do. Um, <laughs> you never know though. Uh, I, I, that's, that's what I'll be doing. You know, yeah. I just love it. I love creating. It's my way of, of like understanding the world and dealing with it. And then, um, therapy and, and so I think like music as a songwriter is who I am as a person but I really love these other projects and being entrepreneurial and as I said earlier like creating I love creating so I'm always thinking of new exciting challenges and um, but yeah I think in my heart maybe I'm always always just a singer-songwriter from Brighton <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you, do you find it hard to, to still be inspired as a songwriter with all the other projects or do you feel maybe the other way around that you go back to finding passion for songwriting with all the projects? I think, I think one of the best decisions I made in my career is to not just do music songwriting. And, mm -hmm. you know, because after like five, eight years of, of playing shows, you know, it, you can get really burnt out and then you start not enjoying it anymore. And that definitely happened to me a couple of years ago. Um, and so, then I made a decision, right, let's do some other things, you know, so that music becomes fun again. Because if it's not fun, it's not worth it. Because, you know, no, nobody's becoming a billionaire from, from you know, streaming music on, on the streaming site. So it has to be, if you don't enjoy it, then there's no point. And um, I made that decision. And then ever since I made that decision, music has become fun to me again. And so, And moving moving to Nashville has been a really important part of that because it was like re it was like beginning all over again, meeting new artists, meeting other writers and producers and musicians um, has been like super inspiring. And I used to not enjoy co-writing, but I think I, I, I now like only co-write because like you said, finding inspiration can be quite difficult. But if you walk into a room with someone and they say, oh, I've had a really like shitty day this happened. I'm like, great. I can now write a song about that, you know, with you. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's been a really, really important part of that has been moving here to Nashville. Yeah. And have, have you found that every single different city you've lived in uh, has produced different songs, like different vibes? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I definitely, I mean, also it's the stage of life you're at, yeah. but I definitely think, um, Yeah, living in New York was, you know, produced a certain a certain type of song, and then. But I I, I try and be quite flexible, and I you know write songs, and I write try and write about what we're talking about, and the city can influence it a little bit. Like my earlier stuff is all about being young and in New York and trying to understand life, and you know make make it make it big and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> um, and then that changes but I think sometimes that's to do with with where you are in your life not not necessarily where you live but uh definitely there's obviously every city has its its uh its style like Berlin is you know too cool for too cool for school <laughs> and then but New York is somewhere in the middle London has its own thing Nashville definitely has its own thing but it's been really cool in Nashville to watch the growing pop scene you know everyone thinks of used to think of Nashville as like country music but there's such a big pop thing happening here now and that's been really exciting to be part of yeah and do you also write songs for other artists or mostly for mm -hmm. yeah no, yeah oh that's cool yeah and that's been another new newer thing this year that i've started doing which is which is also really fun um and uh yeah i've, I've done maybe i don't know 10 10 songs for other artists this year so it's been 
you know, really cool. And it's it's a good, it's another, you know, it's just another way for your art to be heard, another vehicle for your art to be, you know, transported on and, and for people to hear. So I really enjoy it. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And is there anything we can listen to already or is nothing released no, yet? Nothing released yet, but uh, we've got a lot recorded, but I'm hoping in, in, in the next year it'll be released to the world. Ah, amazing. I'll let you know as soon as it is. Yeah, please do. <laughs> And what other uh, exciting projects do you have planned for next year? Is there any more music or big tools? Yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, I try and put out a song. I, I initially it was I was trying to release a song a month, and and I've done pretty well. But it's now more like a song every two months, mm -hmm. just because I have so many <laughs> other projects. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the beginning of the year is going to be exciting. I think I'm going to put out a new song in January. And then uh, we have some really cool bookable events in, in January as well, which I'll be announcing soon, which will be cool with some with some really big artists. And then um, I hope that yeah, I hope I'll be able to do a tour this summer. I'm talking to you know some some folks about maybe doing a tour around Nomad and um, being in Europe a bit more. So lots and lots of different things in the works. As always, That's amazing. and then and then of course Nomad Festival June eighth. Yeah, <laughs> and people can already now buy tickets, early bird mm -hmm. tickets, right? Yeah, okay. I will, yeah, they can buy tickets right now. For everyone listening, I will have a link to to this in the show notes, so people can click on it. Awesome, thank you. So I have two standard questions that I ask every guest on the podcast. All right. The first one is if you could go back to younger you, so maybe 18 or 20-year-old you, and give him one piece of advice, what would that be? That's a good, good question. Let me just think about the answer a little <laughs> bit. Um, I think I would tell myself that it's never as bad as you think it is, and everything is, everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Because I think, you know, that's a, if something bad happens in, in your life or career, you, you always think it's the end of the world. But as I've got older, I've realized that it really isn't. You know, there is, there, most things blow over, they pass by, time helps. And, um, you know, I'd like to, like to remind my younger self of that a little bit. And everything ultimately, it ends up okay in the end. Yeah, everything is figureoutable. I figure out of what I like that. That's good. <laughs> and the second question is, if you could recommend the listeners to uh, check out anything, so it could be uh, a movie, a city, uh, food, um, uh, uh, an experience, anything that you think people should um, experience, what would it be? Well, given that I'm here in, oh man, I have so many things I want to tell people <laughs> what to do. I mean, that's not fair. That's not a you fair can, question. You can pick many. You can pick three. <laughs> okay. That's nice. Thank you. Um, I always tell, you know, people, well, firstly, like now, cause we're here in Nashville, I have to mention Nashville. N Nashville is, if people come to Nashville, I guarantee you any night of the week, if you go out and see some live music, you'll see the best musicians you've ever seen in your life playing music and it's just like everyone that's come to visit us here in the last two years they just cannot believe the le the level of, of musicianship here and um it's there at two o'clock on in the afternoon on a monday if you go down to broadway and go to any bar you're just going to see someone that's amazing um and there's not many cities in the world i think that have that in such a like concentration so that's number one uh 
Number two, I always, you know, people are always asking me when they travel to Europe, like where they should go. And I, I, like, I lived in Berlin for a year and a half when I was doing The Voice and afterwards. And I, it's still like my favorite place, one of my favorite places in the world. So I always tell people if they're going to Europe, you need to go and spend some time in Berlin and just explore it. And, you know, it's just such one of the coolest cities in the world. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> Maybe two, two, maybe two is good. Um, number three, I just want people to go and see live music, you know, go and see who's playing like at a bar or, you know, a club or a pub this Friday night in your city that wherever you live in the world, Hamburg, Nashville, Brighton, Stockholm, wherever it might be, go and just support a band that you don't know, you know, go and check out local listings and, what was I? I was watching the Coldplay documentary. That's what I should tell people. That's the thing. People should watch this Coldplay documentary, <laughs> yeah. A Head Full of a Head Full of Dreams. Did you see it yet? I have seen it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so amazing. And yeah. at the beginning of their career, what I re- what it reminded me of because they were in college just before I was. It reminded me that people used to go when I was in university, and maybe people still do now. But people just go used to go and see live music. You know, they would figure out like who's playing where. And it didn't matter like how many Spotify streams the artist had or if they had radio play. It was just about going to see some good live music. And I, I want people to start doing that again, you know, because it's, it's the only way that artists can really support themselves is by people coming to see them play live. And so I would encourage people to go and just discover a great artist or a band that they didn't know about playing in their city on Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I will add to that and say, even as a musician, you should go and see live shows because every time I feel a bit like dried up on inspiration and I'm like I don't really know what this is about anymore and then I go to a live show and I go home and I feel so inspired and especially when when you go to a show without trying to be a musician there just going to Mm -hmm. soak up the experience and you just stand in the crowd and you forget about everything behind that stage it's just like then you remember that you go and you do those live shows because you give people this moment of an escape exactly. every night. And it's so easy to forget that as an artist, I think. That's, the, yeah, that's 100% true. you got to remember that you're a fan of music to start mm-hmm. with, and that's why you started playing. And uh, I totally agree with you. And I do that as much as I can. I go and see a band uh, you know, or an artist just to give myself like a, a fun night of music and remember what it's like to be a fan and like... Um, I do that all the time. And if ever I get depressed or down about my own career, I just watch a Coldplay documentary and I feel great again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good advice. I'm going to go for that too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, perfect. And before I let you go, where can people go and connect with you on the internet if they want to say hi? Everywhere I am is Nick Howard Music. So nickhowardmusic.com, Nick Howard Music is Twitter, Nick Howard Music is Instagram, Nick Howard Music is Facebook. So come and say hi to me and I always try and reply and chat to people and uh, check out some of the songs we put out over the last year. I've been doing a song of the month for the last year and I think they're some of the best songs I've written and recorded in my career. So if you haven't listened to any of my new music, go and check it out on Spotify Yeah. or Apple Music or yeah. anywhere you want. <laughs> so many places now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Absolutely, Charlotte. Thank you so much. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And please go and check out Nick Howard's music on Spotify. Find him on social media and tell him that you enjoyed the episode.
I am so happy that I started doing those interview episodes of the podcast because it has enabled me to reach out to all those inspiring people and I don't think I would ever reach out to them otherwise because I'm just little me. But this podcast has given me a reason to say hi and get to talk to them and I always leave those conversations feeling so inspired to be in this scene of being a songwriter and being a part of it in a very small and humble way but doing my part of it. As always, if you enjoy the podcast and you want me to keep doing it, please go and find it on iTunes and give it a five-star review. That really means a lot to me. And also, if you enjoy everything else I'm doing, my music and my books and my podcast, you can always go and join me on Patreon, where I have a golden support team. And everything I do, my podcast and my music are funded by my Patreon support. So if you want to be a part of that, I will give you exclusive mp3s and some live hangouts and monthly video vlogs, live sessions and other fun things that I create over there. So go have a look. It's patreon.com slash theglasschild. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Bye bye. Oh, I'm sailing away, my own true love I'm sailing away in the morning Is there something I can send you from across the sea? From the place that I'll be landing no, there's nothing you can send me, my own true love. There's nothing I'm wishing to be on. Just carry yourself back to me, unspoiled. From across that lonesome ocean. Oh, but I just thought you might want something fine Made of silver or of golden Either from the mountains of Madrid Or from the